Hey guys, welcome to episode seven. This is Chris Garcia and I'm Luis, the host. So Chris Garcia has been living in China for the past three, three years. He was teaching English in Chengdu, China, and then was teaching at EF and then started teaching at a EF's English first. And he started teaching at a university. And it, by that point, it was in Chengdu, right? It was somewhere else? No, no, it was still in Chengdu. Oh, it was still in Chengdu? Cool. I thought yeah. you went to like a different city. Um, but yeah. Um, and he's currently launched a business, well, last year, and, and the screen printing business, t-shirt business. Um, you know, he actually designs the shirt, prints the shirts, you know, put, does everything from scratch to uh, delivery. So that's awesome. And, but before we get to that, you know, I want to go back to before you even left China, kind of what led up to that? How, how was your life up, you know, before you went to China? And then why, what, what led you to China? Out of all places in the world, why did you decide to go to China? And was that like an easy decision for you? And um, yeah. So uh, first off, I got to say, uh, making the decision was kind of easy. China was the first to say yes. So it was like I applied at different places. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, it wasn't until I was working probably nine to five like everybody else. You know, everybody wakes up, goes to work. Uh, and then there at this company I was working at, it was a sales company. Mm. So I was making cold calls all day. Oh, okay. How was that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just like everybody else, or maybe some people like that job. Maybe some people love it. Me, uh, I didn't like it. I mm. couldn't find, I, can't, I couldn't see myself going, waking up every day, going to a sales job that I knew I didn't love. And doing that for the next uh, 20 to 40 years, I'd probably end myself or something. It was horrible for me. Yeah. But I met this girl when I was working there. Uh, and she had told me that she had just came back from, uh, from living in China. And I was like, oh, that's nice. What were you doing out there? She was like, oh, I was teaching English. I was like, oh, well, what did you do for money? And she was like, well, uh, they, they paid me to teach English to, to Chinese people. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's crazy. Yeah. Because before that, I never knew that people ever did that. I didn't know anything. I thought everybody graduated school, uh, got, a, got their degree, got a job in what they were and what they uh, graduated for. And I thought that was life. But then I met this girl, she gave me a whole new perspective of everything. And from that point on, I was just thinking like, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And originally, it, it, turned, it started out to be one year. I told myself I was going to do it for one year, right. come back, and then start doing the sales job or whatever else I can find myself doing. Right. So was it like just like you just wanted to see what it was like to live in China or just in general, like go somewhere new? Like what, what made, what, what's the decision that pushed you to do that? You know, aside from like, oh, I didn't really like my job. Though. Was there more to it? Well... Yes, it was a like a little bit of family. It was like uh, I was making good money at the sales company. I was I I could move out of my house if I wanted to, right? Uh, but I felt like I don't know. I had to stay and help my family. Mm -hmm. Then there was a uh, my personal life. Mm -hmm. I was uh, in a relationship at the time. The relationship was fine, but it was more of my personal issues. I was gaining weight. Uh, I wasn't going out as much. Mm -hmm. I wasn't enjoying life. 
I went from studying, studying, studying to work, work, work. And I just, I just thought to myself, like, you know, there, there has to be more to life than just working and trying to make a, you know, a decent amount of money and mm-hmm. not be happy. So whenever this opportunity came, I just went for it. I was like, I, I'm gonna leave everything behind. Uh, I'm gonna get on this plane. And at this time, I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I, my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time knew, my family knew, and that was it. I told him I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be back in a year right. or, or so. And from that point on, I just, uh, it's, I don't regret it. One of the best things I ever did. Really? And did you, did you know anyone in China no. or did no. you, no, 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 you just. I didn't know Chinese. I didn't know Chinese people. I didn't know anybody who. I'm, and I'm sure I'm like many people. Uh, mm-hmm. When you want to do something, but everybody's. I don't know, either too scared or they don't have the money or they don't want to experience new things. They're too comfortable with their lifestyle. Right. And uh, that was the thing. I just, I didn't want to be comfortable. I, I wanted to break free. Mm-hmm. So going out there to China, I went out there with an open mind. I didn't right. really have a culture shock of any, of any sort. Really? Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was the hard thing about, about what was that? What'd you say was the hardest thing about moving to China? Hardest thing about moving to China. Uh, Man, let me see. Let me see. Opening up. Yeah, yeah. Opening up because uh, I don't think it's just China, but when you travel, you've mm-hmm. traveled and you meet all sorts of different people. Right. Uh, I was used to my friends and my family, and they're really closed off. Some of mm-hmm. them are really closed off. They don't open up to you as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over there, you just meet all sorts of people like you uh you meet people who like to go out every day you like people you you meet people who like to read run exercise uh try new food uh and these are the type of people that i was surrounding myself with even Mm -hmm. the locals i surrounded myself with locals they taught me everything that i needed to know and it was just difficult because Mm -hmm. i'm used to this stone cold face like and and at this point had you had you traveled to other places like countries uh countries no but states yeah so you this this was your first time going abroad yeah and (laughs) it was my first time out the country alone nobody i don't know anybody okay and you moved to to china out of all places you know most people start off going to like oh no like probably mexico mexico uh latin america maybe europe but but not China typically. So and that, that must have took a lot. I mean, it took a lot. I'm sure it took a lot of courage to do that. And so while you were there, you know, you were there teaching English, you know, how, how, how was that? Was that easy? You know, or, you know, what did you have to learn to do that? Think, think about it as a teaching wise. Think of it as like, a, it doesn't matter what age they are. You were talking to them like they're a child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that can be it sounds easy then yeah it it kind of is you gotta be you gotta have be able to start a conversation mm-hmm. and talk slow okay and probably not use such big words unless their english is really good because mm-hmm. when i would teach class uh sometimes i'd be like so 
Hey, Luis, how are you today? Are you good? Uh, I am good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, as I go, I went from there to university. Mm-hmm. I went from like a training school, uh, which is pretty much like a nine to five, but in China. And I mm-hmm. went from that to a university, which uh, was much more flexible with the hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay was better, vacation. Mm-hmm. If anybody is looking to go out there, right. but doesn't have any, uh, any training in being an English teacher, I went out there with the mentality, mentality uh, ment- uh, I can't say it. <laughs> I went out there with the strategy of uh, start, uh, get my foot in the door mm-hmm. with a company that's well known. Right. For, and complete the contract the one year or what, however you do it, however you have it set up. And then from there, if you want to explore into something new, you do it. And so I stepped into EF, did what I had to do. When my contract ended, I went to a university. Mm-hmm. And at that, at that point, you, you knew you had an idea that you might want to stay longer. When did you, when did you decide that you were going to stay past the year mark? You know, when you, you, did you start to really like China or what was it that, that, that you, what was your reason for staying longer? Uh, one of it was traveling. Okay. Because uh, when you're in China, it is easier to travel to other places. You have Vietnam, mm-hmm. you have Cambodia, uh, you have Singapore, and right. you have India on the other side, Japan on one side, you, you have uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely cheap to, go, to travel to all these different places. Mm-hmm. Another thing were the people. Uh, because I met a lot of people over there. From meeting these people, I was able to travel uh, to their home country. Okay. Yeah. So I met a I met a girl over there. Her name is Larisha, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met her. She went home to South Africa because okay. uh, yeah, she's from South Africa, and I went home to America. And we the plan was uh, go home, come back to work. Uh, I went home, oh, I came home, and I said, Larisha, I'm pretty bored. I'm going, I'm going to go see you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then from there, she was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I flew over to South Africa, mm-hmm. and then from there, uh, came back to work in China. And then at this point, this, when you renewed, you like renewed your contract, or, or that's when you like switched over to the university? Oh, I was in the university at this time. And oh, it, was, uh, it was just a vacation break. Got it. Uh, because for... For foreigners, if you renew the contract, you get tw- you get paid twelve months. If okay. you don't renew the contract, you only get paid ten months. Okay, okay, so I because see. Because the contract ends uh, when the school semester ends. Right. So. Uh, I just feel like the Chinese always have a way to like I don't know <laughs> like there's like it's like a merit based everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, don't like if there's anything, uh, you never really have a sick day. Really? Yeah. For me, I had to work uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I only had to work three days. But if if I was sick Wednesday and I felt better on Friday, I had to make up my Wednesday on Friday. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it, it, it also works the same for holidays. Mm. So if you have a week holiday, mm-hmm. then you have to make whatever days you have to work, mm-hmm. either Saturday, Sunday, or the Saturday and Sunday before that. Got it. And, uh, and, and when you decided to stay, was it at that point, you know, what did your family say when you said, you know what, I'm going to stay in China longer? 
No, I I really I honestly don't know because it was like uh Or your friends, contract, what do they think? My parents? Friends, family, but you knew back in the States that were expecting you to come back. Nothing. They're just <laughs> they're just like but that's the thing. It was like Was it hard the, to explain this to them? Like your like it was your I don't know, parents, family members like, okay, were they cool with it? Like, oh yeah, Chris stay in the second year, third year, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they really cared after I left. Okay. Yeah, like uh, in the beginning, it was probably hard because, uh, you know, my family's really close together. So it's mm-hmm. like, somebody's gone. It's like, okay, I feel their pain, you know? Right. But I think after a few months, my mom and dad were just like, okay, yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, mom, dad, I'm going to stay another year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was more my little sisters. My uh, okay. sisters, yeah, they're like, at the time, they were like three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was more them. Yeah. And at this point, it wasn't, you were already used to it. It wasn't that hard to make the decision to stay longer. Nah. Okay. It, like once you're there, uh, it just comes, it's just like, do I really want to go back and get right. a job doing a, you know, a waking up at eight, mm-hmm. maybe what, six? So what, what made your life, what made life so interesting in China that you liked so much? You know, what was, what are the differences? from the U.S. to um, you know, and ch- to China, you know? And is it in particular just like Chengdu that just, that you like a lot? Well, I stayed in Chengdu because uh, each each province has their own, uh, their food. They have their own food. Got it. And so the place where I stayed was known for the spicy food. Mm-hmm. Me being Mexican, I love spicy food. <laughs> right. So I would, I would stay in Chengdu and travel to other places. Mm-hmm. So... I can try their food, see what kind of uh, things they have in their city. Mm-hmm. But uh, so is food one of the reasons that you were there? Food is <laughs> lifestyle. It, it, was it like just relax, more like laid back for you? Was it because you were making I, decent money? You know, you had a lot of time because you said you were working kind of like nine to five. So was it still this? What was it, what was different about it? Was it just because no, well, in, in the beginning I was working like a nine to five. Later on, I was. It was just like if. Uh, if I felt like work, it, it, to me, it, it seemed like if I felt like working, then I would work mm-hmm. because I only had to work three days. And really, it was more two and a half days mm-hmm. because the third day I would get off uh, during half the day. Got it. Yeah. So it's like I had all the free time in the world I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had people I would go out with. Uh, it is more chilled and more laid back. I, I'm not sure. Cause I've never been to Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been told it's like Mexico because you'll see people walking down the street with beers. Uh, okay. You'll see uh, people uh, just being nice, mm-hmm. friendly. Uh, it's a big city, mm-hmm. but. Can you, can you explain how it was living in China and not knowing the language, you know, not, not, make, not, not having that many friends, you know, how, how did you communicate with people? How did you get around? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, how did that, how, did, how was that? In the beginning, uh, I used a Google translator. Mm-hmm. That was, Google translator was my best friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then from there, the first thing I learned was uh, food. Okay. Yeah. I learned how to say like noodles or, or uh, like uh, a type of, dish is like a big old pot that has oil inside yeah chili oil here they call it fondue it's like the the cheese fondue okay but over there it's a oil a spicy oil Mm. and i will learn how to say these things 
How do you so say that thing? The restaurant, I'll just be like a uh, new Romian, like uh, okay. noodles. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just say like, you know, like I want hot pot. <laughs> uh, okay. But after I'll- that, I started making friends, more friends with the Chinese, with the uh, students, mm-hmm. uh, parents, people I would go out and meet. And they would help me practice my Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Chinese I was learning is probably Chinese for a child, you know? Okay. And the things that they were trying to teach me were kind of like slang. They mm-hmm. wanted to, they were trying to teach me the slang of that city's talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was it, was it, was it hard to make friends there to get along with people? Oh, no, Chinese no, people? no, no, no. How was it that? Ex- did they, did... Extremely easy. Yeah. Were you like the only like foreigner like walking around typically? Oh, no. My, the city I was in was small in the beginning. I would say like when I first got there, there were a decent amount of foreigners. But then when uh, over the time, over the the next three years, Mm -hmm. uh, it was just an expanding city. It went from a city maybe this big and then they're expanding all the way to the south. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just getting more and more foreigners to help teach English. Cause that's one thing that they, that they do want. They do want uh, a lot of foreigners to help teach English. They don't have enough foreigners to help mm-hmm. teach. Got it. And are most of them just teaching or are other people doing different things? Oh no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are teaching, but they have a lot of people who start their own business, mm-hmm. uh, who help with marketing maybe they work for a company here in america and they're doing work overseas in Chengdu. yeah but a lot of the people that you meet are probably mm-hmm. going to be doing uh, uh teaching mm-hmm. got it and what's what's one thing or two things that you learned well about yourself or a skill something that you developed while you were out there in in china i can survive on my own is one yeah, yeah like because uh mm-hmm. Being here, uh, being with my family really close together, uh, I thought I was always going to be dependent on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until I left over there, I realized, like, even if I don't know the language or I don't know people, I can m- get these resources to help survive. Yeah. I, I'll do what I need to do in order to make it. So I started learning Chinese. Uh, when I was here in America, I rarely ate fruits or vegetables. Yeah, really? it was, it was, I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. My mom and dad used to, when I was little, they used to scream at me because I didn't want to eat like strawberries or melons or mm-hmm. stuff like that. In China, or not even China, in another country, if you don't know the language, you're screwed. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, you eat it or you starve. And so that's, that's another thing. I became really, I became appreciative of uh, things that I took for granted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Over here, I drove everywhere. Over there, I had to walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over here, I could waste food. You know, some people eat pizza and they don't eat the crust. Okay. Uh, Over there, I had to eat, I I was eating it. just, and, uh, and you're eating it because uh why why, why were you eating it well, because because you didn't like you didn't want you know how to order something else or, <laughs> or, or in the beginning it turned out it was it was that way like okay i, I wanted some meat i wanted to eat meat <laughs> right and uh 
I didn't know how to say like, hey, bring me some, bring me some chicken, bring me some beef. <laughs> and so I would go and I would point at something. I would just be like, give me that. Mm-hmm. And they would uh, bring me something. It'll be a vegetable plate. <laughs> you were know? like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm not, there's no, there's no real such thing as refunds in China. Right. You know, it's like, you said you wanted that, so you buy that. And now you have to pay for it. Yeah. And so that's what I had to do. I couldn't return it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to order more food because I didn't want to waste. I didn't want to waste this food that I had there. Mm-hmm. And so. It's always like you were forced to, 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 to eat certain things. And to, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that that's why you became more appreciative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it's just it's just weird. It's like. Over so would, here, you, so I, would you say language was like one of the biggest things that to. Overcome. One of the biggest barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Language, yeah. Another thing is just uh, hygiene. Hy- hygiene. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Like, uh, the, I wouldn't say, How do I say this? The older generation, not the newer generation, because the newer generation is starting to become more... They're starting to accept the Western culture. Mm-hmm. They listen to rap. They like tattoos. They like going out and doing things that Western uh, really? people like, Oh yeah. But it's more of the older generation. Uh, I don't, I don't know how this came about, but like uh, when the older generation, when they cough, mm-hmm. uh, they don't cover their mouth or when they sneeze, they don't cover their mouth. And, okay. Yeah. And for me, it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. But it, I, I spoke to younger the younger people, younger, my students. Uh, and I, I was thinking like, is this something that's been going on forever? Is like, they said it did, or it is something that's going on, but mm-hmm. like their parents taught them, cover your mouth, mm-hmm. do this uh, or do that, wash your hands, uh, keep, uh, keep something with you so you can dry your hands. So that's one thing that uh, was a learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have even thought about that. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, that that's something that I guess I mean when you're explaining you're like you're like, what why why doesn't he just cover his mouth? You know, yeah. it just makes it makes cop it's like sounds like common sense, but I guess it's not For like us, that. It's not yeah. it seems like common sense, but on the other side of the world, uh it never been taught that so they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that I thought was weird is uh like in some African countries, uh, they eat the mm-hmm. like like curry, like chicken curry. Right. They eat they eat the curry with their hands, only okay. the right hand. Okay. Yeah, because uh, left hand is for for wiping yourself. <laughs> okay, I think I've I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it just just things like this is like, where's your silverware? Is, right. And the and the and did you meet? Are you? You're saying this because you met some Africans in China? Because I, oh, I no, know, yeah, there's a huge population of Africans in China. Yeah, because I, because I, you know, I, I've, I've just from the research that I've done, I've, re- I know that there's been a bunch of uh, Africans that have moved to China and just started to live there. And it, I was like, well, I was kind of mind blown. And actually, I found some of them because I was looking through Snapchat. You know, you can look at the map filters. I was clicking on some mm-hmm. of the cities, you know, because I was interested in China and going there, and I would start seeing. A bunch of black people on all on the, all the Snapchat stories. So I'm like, they were the Chinese people, but I guess that makes sense. You know, the Africans probably use Snapchat more than the Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but there, yeah, 
there are a lot of people, a lot of Africans in China, uh, but they have like this, I don't know, China and Africa have this kind of, uh, this deal going on. Mm-hmm. I think because China's doing a lot of work in Africa. So a lot of Africans go to China on this scholarship mm-hmm. and uh, they can go get a degree, do uh, whatever they want to do. But I think it's a requirement. I'm not 100% sure, but when they go, they have to learn Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of Africans over there that are getting their degree, their uh, bachelor's, their master's. And they also know really, they can speak really good Chinese. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a question. What, what is um, the most exciting thing about living in China? Most exciting? Oh, compared to America, it's like you're free. Free. Yeah, yeah that's funny because you, you're talking about China and you, a lot of you think that yeah, you're not I know, so I know. free, right? But here's the thing. It's like we, in, as in foreigners, we can get a, away with a lot more, get away with things compared to a Chinese person. Okay. Okay, so you're speaking more as a, from a foreign perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, we maybe we say something bad about the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, mm-hmm. nothing really will happen to us. Like, and by saying, you mean like out and about public or like through like WeChat or, or what do you mean? Well, and probably for, both. Probably okay. both. It, okay. depends on, it depends on the level at what you speak. Mm. Uh, because I've, I, I had friends who were visited by the police Mm-hmm. I don't know what reason, I don't know what they did or uh, what they were doing, but they were visited. Okay. Uh, but if a, a Chinese person does it, they'll probably be taken to jail. Okay. Yeah. So for us, it's like uh, in America, if you want to drink, you got to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. If you want to drink in China, you can go to the bar, take your, your, your liquor, take your beer, walk down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, you, you can be drunk walking, you can, uh, go out, stay out all night. There are, there are some people who go out every day, almost every day. Really? Yeah. It'll be like, they'll be like, let's go to, let's go out. Um, let's go out today. It's it's Tuesday. (laughs) On a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. We have work tomorrow. You're like, yeah, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. So just think of it like, it's free because one, we don't have the responsibilities as we would as a, as a regular American citizen. Mm -hmm. We have the car that we can drive anywhere we want to, but with the car, you got gas, you got insurance, you have tires, you have maintenance, you have Mm -hmm. all these different, all these different variables that go into you wanting to have fun. Got it. But if you're in China, you're like, Hey, Let's go to two cities, uh, two provinces away. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is get on the train and get off, take a taxi, go to your hotel. That's it. And is it, and is it cheap? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would okay. say yes. Okay. So I guess that's what helps with being able to do, with, do all that. And that, not having a car and all these costs that you wouldn't be living back in the, in the States, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Man, I feel I can relate to that in like other countries that I've been to for long periods of time means it's it's well 
the cheaper ones, you know, um, obviously not like Europe and things like that. But yeah, I, I understand what you mean by that sense of freedom where you feel like you can just hop in an Uber, hop in a train, hop in a plane, 40 bucks, play this, you know, <laughs> next thing you know, you're on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've and done sure that before. You, yeah, Me like, and my, uh, in China, you're not allowed to watch uh, like extremely bloody movies like Deadpool. You can't watch that. You can't watch Deadpool. So where did you uh, watch it? In Hong Kong. Hong <laughs> Kong and China. They say they're one, but they have different rules. So, okay. uh, so you went from Chengdu to Hong Kong to watch Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just, uh, I, have a, I have another guy, uh, mm-hmm. also like one of my best friends, Larisha and Alex. And Alex lives in a different city. Right. But we w- I would either go visit him or he would come visit me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just call each other. So he called me. He was like, hey, Deadpool's coming out. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not coming out over here, though. He's like, in Hong Kong it is. And I was like, no, no, wait. It was Macau. Okay. Macau. And he was like, it's coming out in Macau. And I'm like, so what do you think? He's like, I'm booking my ticket. I'm like, I'm booking my ticket, too. <laughs> and then from, from there, it was, uh, we flew to, uh, to Macau. Mm-hmm watch Deadpool and another movie because they didn't have it in China. Okay. And Macau is also known for its gambling. Okay. So, so, so you saw a movie and had some fun. Yeah. Yeah. The th- yeah. So it was, uh, we flew to Macau, watched a couple movies, went to the casinos to gamble, lost a lot of money. <laughs> okay. And then from there you can take a boat it's a one hour boat trip and then you can take mm-hmm. the boat from Macau to Hong Kong. Okay. And so after we did our little adventures in Macau, we went back to Hong Kong and then from Hong Kong, we would travel around, go see all the little tourist adventures sites mm-hmm. or whatever. Like Victoria uh, Peak and all that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we actually did this like two, three times, I believe. <laughs> that little that little route. <laughs> Get, yeah. Well, watch movie, yeah. gamble, hit the ferry to Hong Kong, hang out. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> the thing awesome. is, uh, some places, some casinos in Macau, they offer free drinks. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so we would free. go, spend <laughs> the money, drink, go back on the boat, travel around Hong Kong. And then from there, we cross the border back into China. Shenzhen? Shenzhen. And then from Shenzhen to Guangzhou, it's only like a 30 minute ride, depending on what train you get, the, mm-hmm. what kind of high speed train you get. Yeah. And so we would go from Shenzhen to Guangzhou, go see friends, go eat, uh, because those two places are really known for their seafood. Right. Yeah. Seafood and uh, Cantonese food, right? It's Cantonese, like what the, yeah, yeah. what's most people know as uh, Chinese food, actually. The, yeah. the dumplings. Over here. Yeah, over here in the, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Cool. This sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun experiences. Um, and if you know what, if, if someone's watching this, they want to do that. They want to teach English. You know what? What? what how did? How did they get started? Where do they look? You know, how can they do what you do? Or did? You? Uh, the way I would do it is if you want to do the same route as I did, and mm-hmm. uh, you don't really know where to start, look up English training schools. They have. Uh, they have plenty of them. They have. I know EF. They have. I too. English first, right? English first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most of the time you can just type in EF training school okay, and it'll pop up. It'll, it'll pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the schools, 
no matter which one you choose, they have two, they have two levels. They have kids and they have adults. Mm -hmm. If you teach kids, they're going to pay you more, but you have to uh, entertain them in yeah. a way. So yeah. you, it, it's a lot of people, like if you look inside the classroom, you'll see a lot of people like wait, raising their hands, singing like kids songs. For me, I couldn't do it. Right. Uh, you, you yeah. need more energy. <laughs> yeah. You need a, I tried it one. I went to, uh, I tried to teach kids one a day. Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me because I, my voice was going out. I couldn't, kids people, were crying, poking mm -hmm. their nose. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. So, I mean, really it's whatever you prefer. If you want, if you like kids, go with kids, they'll pay mm -hmm. you more. If you like adults, it's something more calm. You can have conversations, uh, go with the adults okay. from there. It's just a matter of what you want to do. I've had friends who did the same thing I did. They started in training school, went to a university. I had friends who went, started in the training school, uh, met people and rich people or people who, uh, or people who had business ideas and they started their own business in China, in China. Like what kind of businesses? Uh, I had, he, I had a friend who started a, a, a kickboxing class. Really? Yeah. Because he had ideas and the guys had money. The Chinese investors had money. Mm -hmm. And so they just got together, made a, made an, made a plan, made it happen. Awesome. Yeah. So it's just like, so, I mean, you just even just being out there networking with these kind of people is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it really, it's like, I took, I was taking what I wanted to do here and what I was enjoying out there. Because mm -hmm. before I left, I wanted to start my own business. What I wanted to do, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I went out there. While I was out there, I was looking for people. I was meeting people, uh, seeing how things would go, trying to figure out if it is okay for me to do it, if it's not okay for me to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met some people. And I, would, I actually came back so I can start my own business. Uh, in China, I just needed to change my paperwork. Mm -hmm. So what happened was at the last minute, uh, they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, yeah. So I was going to start a cafe slash bakery mm -hmm. in China. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. So I came back. I've been here for maybe like six months, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. seven. And uh I've just been going from there, but I do plan on going back mm -hmm. uh, to do what? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe but, I'll start teaching again. Mm -hmm. uh, but for now, actually, you started a, started a new business, right? Stoked uh, LLC yeah. in stock. In, uh, stock, stock, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stocked LLC doing <laughs> stoked. <laughs> That's a completely different word. Uh, stocked LLC where the t-shirt printing business. What you know? Mm -hmm. How's that been? No, actually, that's been going really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only just me and my brother, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but for us, it's just like uh, it keeps us busy enough uh, to where like we're not struggling mm -hmm. to find people or we're not looking uh, for more money in a way. Uh, would it can it be bigger? Yeah. Right. Uh, but right now it's it's at a level where it's stable. So it was just like steadily, steadily growing. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
Yeah, but the thing for me is like, uh, I started this just so I can uh, stay busy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, uh, the original plan was to go back to China, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do plan on going back, but later in the year, I want to save up some money. Uh, I want to just invest in something that I know is going to give me a good return. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will give me a good return. Maybe it won't, but uh, I won't know unless I try it. Right. I mean, it's good that you're just trying and keeping busy and learning. I'm sure you're learning a lot of things just about oh, business. Oh, yeah. Every day. Every, every day, day, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, that's one thing I have to say is like, if you're not willing to go out there and uh, uh, how do I say? Experiment on yourself. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know if really going out there to China is something good for you because I was willing to push myself mm-hmm. uh, in ways that I know my brother, my sister, or my friends weren't willing to do. Oh yeah. And I mean- so, yeah definitely i mean there i feel like there's so many people that just kind of just i don't know accept the life that they have and they you know they may have these dreams or ideas you know hey i could do that or maybe there's probably some people watching this are like you know i wish i could do what chris did you know but you know they're just kind of scared you know and and they'll never know what it's like unless unless they do it and you came on on the other side you learned a lot about yourself you've grown as a person you've seen new things new places tasted new food um I just experienced so much within such a short time. And, you know, I, I think people should go, 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 go for it, do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause honestly, it's like, uh, I went out there, I've been out there three years and then I was going to start this business with, uh, with some Chinese investors. And then I look back and I think like, man, I, I wasted, uh, three years when I, uh, I could have done this probably six months when I got into China, but if for most people, it's like, no, that's, it's not reality. You had to take those three years uh, to get to where you want to be now. Mm-hmm. And even like the mistake that I made, or not really a mistake. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Me trusting, me putting my faith into these people, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Life, call it life. Yeah, uh, it happens, but you never know unless you go out there. I don't know if you, I don't know. I want to cuss on yeah, here. No, no, no. Yeah, because uh, like I watch a lot of videos, uh, kind of like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other videos and stuff like that, but from uh, like the millionaires and they're like, what are you scared of? Stop trying to impress people. You need to impress yourself. You need to go out there and find out who you are mm-hmm. and make yourself grow as a person. And uh, probably... Like I was 20, I would be like, yeah, whatever. You know, I hear that all the time. But in a way, it's true. You, yeah. you got to stop and stop trying to impress people and find out what works for you. If you don't, then you'll probably have a nine to five job. If you like that, good for you. If you don't, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I completely agree with that, man. And um, yeah, so, so there's always going to be people that, you know, are coming up with excuses that are scared that are always trying to impress people. But you know, the thing that drove me, you know, to, to do everything that I've done to up to this point was literally just the fear of regret, the fear of not knowing what could have happened. So I feel like maybe I'm sure you, that's the reason that kind of drove you to go to China to do all these things was, you know, not knowing what could have happened. And I feel like 
a lot of people live with these regrets and I, you know, I'm just not willing to live with them. I, I need to know what, what could have been, you know, even if it's a failure or even like with the investors that pulled out, then, you know, yeah, at least you tried, at least you were giving it your all and, you know, then, you know, didn't work out, but you, know, you learn from it and then just keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yeah, so before we get to the, the, fi- the final question, um, what is the, I guess if, from all, all, everything you've taken in from living abroad and, and particular China, what is, one thing that, you know, I guess what is one of the, one of the best memories you have about being in China? One of the best memories I have, uh, standing on top of a mountain and, uh, just, just looking, uh, because, uh, I went to, uh, Xi'an and then from Xi'an, you take a train to, uh, Huashan. It's, a. Uh, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what, what the meaning is, but, it has this mountain and uh you it takes like two i guess it depends on how fast you are anywhere from like two to four hours during the day it took me four because it was like beaming sun mm. uh it took me two hours at night time and uh it's like a maybe like a 5k uh mountain hike it's a pretty crazy one starts like this goes like this goes up all the way like this back down back up yeah 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 and uh like there's some places where you have to grab the chain and you have to like they have like little indents in the mountain mm. you have to put your foot you have to climb up the mountain uh oh wow yeah and sounds, uh sounds you a climb. <laughs> it it's life it's life you know you just got to do it right and then uh i got to the top of the mountain uh and I was just waiting for the sun to come up. You know, it, many people uh, don't appreciate things like that. You know, after you spend all night climbing the mountain and you get to the top and you see the sun come up and you just see like everything, everything, you know, you have the sky, you have the mountains, you have the birds flying. Uh, you have little rivers flowing down. Mm. It's just something to appreciate, you know, right. you know, but many people don't do that because they, they, I don't, I don't know what, maybe they work too much. Maybe they uh, just don't know how to enjoy life. They're scared of heights or something like that. Right. Not really sure what it is, but. Or maybe they just don't even know that they like it. They never tried it. That's one thing. That's that's probably another thing. You don't know. You don't want. You don't know what you like if you don't try it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know I like climbing mountains until I went over there. Really, China. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now, uh, being in China, I would climb mountains all the time. I would go hiking with some friends. I would go hiking alone. That's awesome. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. No, man. Don't do that. Don't climb because you could fall off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or get hiking lost. Hiking alone is dangerous. Well, yeah, the best. I guess it sounds like you went to huge amounts in China. Probably oh, yeah. not that many people. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so now, man, where, where can where can people find you if they want to contact you? If they want to reach out to you, learn more about how you, you know, about teaching English in China, or they just think you're cool, want to hang out with you. Uh, also, you know, and also your business. What's the name of the business? Where can they find the business? You know, where can they reach out to you? If they want to get some shirts or something custom made. I don't know if you uh if you put like the screen uh, I don't know if you put stuff on your on the video or something I don't know how you do it but if you want to find me let me see 
Yeah, right. I'll, I'll put the, the link in the, the description as well on the YouTube description. You're you know, put your handle on the on the video as well, like your um, your personal one or the business one. Mm-hmm. Oh no no yeah, uh, my personal I I have Facebook, but I barely get on Facebook. I have Instagram, which I use more. Mm-hmm. My uh, my handle name is Toph, T-O-P-H underscore Garcia, G-A-R-C-I-A. And then, let me see. If you want to reach me for any type of personal uh, business or you want custom shirts or something like that, uh, check out my Instagram as well. Everything mm-hmm. I do is mainly on Instagram. My what's, Instagram how, how, mm-hmm. huh? yeah, what's the name of that Instagram? It's a uh, stocked S T O C K E D underscore L L C. And mm-hmm. then uh, you can see some of the stuff I've done on there. Uh, if you check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you do have any questions, feel free, reach out to me on Instagram. I, I post pictures that I, that I, uh, that I took over there in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, some of them I have borrowed. I'm not going to lie. But okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, you borrowed that. At least, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I won't take full credit for everything. But uh, if they have, if you have any questions, you want to know what it's like, how to how to get out there. If you need to talk to somebody, uh, I can probably put you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you just want to hear more about the story, uh, feel free to just reach out to me whenever. Mm-hmm. Got it. Awesome. Well, now to the last question, man. What is What's the the funniest thing that happened to you in China? Funniest thing? Uh, funniest thing. Funniest thing. I don't know. I guess all right, funny slash embarrassing. Uh, oh, okay. When I first went, because uh, I, I wasn't a teacher. I've never taught anything in my life. And when I first went, <laughs> I had a class, maybe like 30, 40 people. And I was just like, okay, everybody. So, and the students are like, Hey, relax. We get it. You're new. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, okay, okay. Give me a second, man. Is it hot in here? (laughs) And they're like, no, it's not hot. Can you just do something? I'm like, yeah, but I think that I think everybody goes through that at some point. Right. Yeah. So that has, yeah, that's probably one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me. Man, I can imagine that. I can't imagine being in front of a bunch of Chinese people and they're just oh, know. waiting for you to teach English and you've never taught English before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is it's pretty crazy, but yeah. it happened for, I'd say less than a week after that, I was good. After that, you were like, what's up guys? Yeah. yeah. Teach, after that, I was just like- them, Teaching them slang in English. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually did that. <laughs> I was like, a lot of, uh, depends on where you're at. Some people say, uh, what's up? And then some people say, sup, you know, it's just, it's just the way it was wherever you're at, you know, New York talks different from Georgia. Georgia talks different from California. Yeah. But yeah, that has to, that has to be one of the most embarrassing things. Awesome. Well, man, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. And if uh, you guys are watching this, make sure you give a video like if you like it share it with someone that you think this may be a value to and or if you know someone that wants to need some shirts custom shirts um you know also share this video share the link to um chris's uh instagram account and he'll i'm sure he's gonna be happy to hear from you and um if you also want to reach out to me i'm here you can reach out to me on my instagram youtube channel comments um yeah thanks for watching and uh
also again thanks thanks for having thanks for being on the show